Hello, welcome to a podcast where we're looking at employability and what architecture students could do when they are students or when they are graduated. And specifically under social entrepreneurship. Rather than just uh, any entrepreneurship, this is specifically to social entrepreneurship. And the title is Social Entrepreneur Providing Solutions in Universal Design. As an introduction, I'm coming from academia and I could consider myself um, an advocate on things to do with accessibility and rights for persons with disabilities. Uh, having come from this background since 1998, I've had 30 years of working experience of which seven of those is related to the architecture industry or practice and the rest is architecture education. My experiences, why I would like to discuss this topic of um, social enterprise for universal design solutions is from the experiences of a disabled user with an architectural background. Why I would think that this topic could be of interest to architecture students and graduates is because of the problem the problem we're having with environmental sustainability, economic, you know, sustainable design uh, per se, uh, economic viability and, and, and social justice, uh, the, um, the uh, three major components of sustainable design. And if you're talking about social entrepreneurship, you're talking about that links to social justice in the built environment or um, uh, in the realm of uh, the industry to do with creativity. And um, the problems that I tended to solve comes from the user perspective. Either it's from myself or trying to gather information, interpret what the other users need. And this uh, experience on solving problems in architecture is something that um, even with students of architecture that I work with, we, we deal with this all the time. So that's a bit of introduction and where I'm coming from. Um, the problems in society that I'm looking at we know of problems with blind persons navigating streets and trying to find their way around um, the issues on how to orientate themselves and whether there are any technology or um, they, um, um, what do you call it, um, any technology, yeah, any technology or devices that could assist them to navigate architecture to assist them to navigate uh, 
uh, and also for wheelchair users. And this is some things that we we are thinking about uh, trying to develop uh, solutions for. Um, some of which we we are aware and we identified them to be a, a, a potential idea to look into, but we ourselves are not uh, able to due to many reasons. So this was discussed in the clubhouse event that was uh, hosted by a few young graduates earlier on universal design. And um, just reflecting back on that discussion, I, I would like to um, just remind that there are, what we're dealing with is what are the problems in society that is encountered by the different users. And it's not only relegated, or sorry, it's not only for the blind persons or wheelchair users, for everyone, parents, uh, children, older persons, and so on. So another topic that could be discussed is becoming an entrepreneur. What are the ideas to be discussed and inspired people to design and create? Um, I think people would come to the conversation um, already thinking about some ideas, already uh, being aware, maybe a parent or a grandparent having problems uh, to access, uh, uh, problems in terms of barriers, physical barriers, or could be other barriers as well, to for them to have access to basic rights and basic needs. So... When we talk about being, becoming an entrepreneur, we, we, we must somehow investigate these ideas. And it's good to discuss it with people who are like-minded people and entrepreneurs or people with startups, or founders at startups. And a clubhouse is a good environment to have this discussion, obviously. So... But if you're a young person um, and somehow you're a university graduate doing architecture, for example, and other creatives, the universities could provide um, some assistance and some guidance for potential startup founders, for both lecturers and students. The university would be interested uh, with intellectual property, um, uh, evidence of that uh, and this is partly due to the ranking system uh, giving points to the university um, with such um, uh, achievements that either the, the lecturer or the academics or the students uh, have done. So in order to do those things, there needs to be some funding or seed money. And I would like to go and relate to my, uh, my experience in University of Malaya as a lecturer. When we managed to get the university to build the version number one universal design bus stop in 2019, uh, it started in 2015, some ideas on the bus stop, and then eventually we developed and lobby, um, well, we, we, we approach uh, some individuals who are um, in the top man, uh, senior management or top management, and um, we provided working drawings and on our own um, budget or on our own accord, 
um, we tried to um, get it built and it, it was built by the university and that was proof of concept number one for um, the bus stop design but we want to it to be uh, duplicated or um, it to be built or be seen to be the best prototype for building um, outside of the university either by to be adopted by and built by a developer or local authority so this is what we're trying to do now so when we deal with uh, social entrepreneurship you don't only think of one product uh, you think about the whole system and and transportation system there are many things to do with um, information system physical built environment um, uh, how people get around behaviors and so on so we need to when we look at system thinking it's not only building ramps it's not only building a digital app but looking at a whole um, system in terms of what is existing in that particular city and town or country and looking at elsewhere globally that similar patterns to the problems and how they have resolved the problems um, in the home modification front uh, we know that certain countries they already have set up funding for to assist people and expertise to assist, assist people to upgrade their homes to be more accessible at some point in their lives. So in Malaysia, you don't have that. So, um, you know, this is something that needs to be studied in that because um, if you want to accelerate um, the, the, uh, the product to, to be globally um, viable economically, financially you need to study in what happens in other countries obviously but if you want to concentrate uh, the, the development of the product in Malaysia then that's uh, that is to suit with the system that is already in Malaysia but the gaps still need to be addressed which is how do people pay for such home modifications it's the same with the universal design bus stop um, where we know that the gap is in the digital application for wayfinding. Um, but of course, there is a strategy in here that we know the problem is um, as a developing country um, and the, the emphasis is not so much on the bus system but rail system. And we... If we were to do, develop a digital app which could connect the dots in one part, uh, perhaps the government would take it upon to complete the other dots. So it is not a, um, what do you call it, happy. It's not a happy ending when you, when you talk about social entrepreneurship. It's not quick. It's not a fast, it's not controlled by you. As an entrepreneur, it's controlled by someone else. And in this case, with accessible transportation, the government has to play a bigger part. And you have to do wait, look, and see situation. And to sustain a company uh, with 
such um, um, poor foundations, uh, the investor wouldn't want to invest in you. And so social entrepreneurship may rely more on crowdfunding, may rely more on um, investors who is not on quick returns, ROIs. So social entrepreneurship um, has to be clear what um, also clear 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 what the definition is um, and the risk has to be taken into account with other stakeholders and other investors may be the government and the other uh, component to the discussion is when you recognize that you need to design something uh, a component in the built environment architecture component how are you going to build a prototype it costs money to build a prototype could be minimum viable pro viable product that has to do with some digital application and you need to go and show this to the investors uh, to get some seed money to start and depending on on what your um uh, business plan or your uh, how you're going to go about it depending uh, what's the best way because after studying about the product in the context of that of uh, what you're going to do is it in the in this country or globally um, are you going to build how you're going to govern it governance is it's related very much to governance, equity, and it's much, very much related to uh, the the business side of things. You could always build a prototype and then go around trying to find investors to sustain the company that you're going to build. You can also build the company. Um, in an enterprise, a very minimum sort of budget and get customers to prove uh, to the investor for further funding based on what you've already accomplished. It's not really easy to do the second one for social entrepreneurship. Crowdfunding seems to be an ideal way of getting um, people to be interested and there are crowdfunding for social entrepreneurship um, around and um, I like to quote uh, the safari wheelchair and the safari wheelchair is a genius sort of um, product but it's targeted for people in the rural area that have to go and use a wheelchair in and uh, places or surfaces that have a lot of rocks or unstable surfaces such as in the desert area or rural area yeah they had the ground is made of rocks and and soil and grass for example if it's not in the desert is it grass or or terrain that is uh, gravelly and so on and we the idea of the wheel uh, of the wheelchair the bigger wheel is in the front rather than the back and the smaller wheel is at the back rather than the front because for people normally wheel themselves in a, 
on a flat surface in the urban environment, the wheels are usually in front. So the safari wheelchair, it was crowdfunded so that the blueprints can be put up in the internet and crowdsourced and shared. And it was only for that one time. It's not for a company to earn uh, a lot of money. So this is the thing about social entrepreneurship. One of the, you can make money to sustain because, you know, we could argue that Grab, for example, is some form of social entrepreneurship because it helps uh, people during times of pandemic to have their, their um, what do you call it, goods to be sent to them. And in a way, you know, older persons or disabled persons can get service uh, from Grab and Grab could expand to providing accessible, more, more accessible vehicles, uh, for example. So any sort of entrepreneurship um, business could be helping persons with disabilities or provide some social equality or justice to uh, people who... And But we're not talking about poor people here who kind of cannot afford grab. We're talking about, yeah middle-income sort of solution, yeah? So, um, so this is the thing that social entrepreneurship is defined as something that is for more for people who are socially marginalized or um, are discriminated upon because of the system is not accommodating to them, their needs, their requirements in order for them to to do the things that other people do, like finding jobs equally, access to school, and so on. So this is the one of the definitions that needs to be established regarding social entrepreneurship. So uh, in order to build a prototype, I was mentioning about how to build the prototype. Um, then there must be some funding. If not, then uh, you need to pay the IT developer. You need to pay... Um, uh, the 3D printing or whatever you need to have money to to be able to do those things and and in the university ecosystem for uh, startups and enterprises um, that could be assistance for you to communicate with um, people who are doing um, who, who who could provide for such services um, in in that environment and outside of that that will require you to work with industry. That's a very interesting um, diagram that links universities to industry, to government and NGOs. Each, each entity, either universities uh, or academia, industry, a government or NGOs, each of these four components relate to each other and and there's something that universities do very well and uh, providing research, providing enough uh, space and time and, and money for academics and students to to explore the, the issues and come up with ideas. But we, but individuals can also work in the industry and getting projects that they could build into um, they could convince the industry, may they be developers, um, who could build those things that they wish to be built. Like I mentioned about the universal design bus stop. 
and government, uh, meaning government have funding and government is interested that um, we don't lose out. You know, they have provide uh, the different ministries have some funding. They have an agency called Magic. They have Cradle Fund and uh, funding for SMEs, small medium industries and enterprises. Sorry, and so it's just us having the initiative to go and apply for these grants. And um, yeah, this is that four components that is very strong and NGOs. Uh, the networking to get feedback from the users is also important to get the validation of whether your product is working or not towards, uh, it's not like a pipe dream or a silo sort of thing, but that your product is really required by the stakeholders, which could be the uh, NGOs and individuals, and they themselves could also be social entrepreneurs. So this is um, some sort of a networking. We're trying to work towards a networking um, or try to find out the initial thoughts of people out there, especially creatives and designers and architectural designers and architects in the built environment who are interested in social entrepreneurship. We are interested with the networking first and then have a few clubhouse meetings. Um, what can we do, myself and other um, others who have already um, started the ball rolling quite a few years, uh, those who know about how funding works, how, how could we help? So, and also there's some terms that need, everyone needs to actually understand when you deal with social enterprise, in particular with um, the built environment, accessibility, is the, the idea, uh, the, the definition that disability is an evolving concept as it is cited in the Person with Disability Act 2008 Malaysian and other important international conventions such as Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. So uh, universal design principles is a set of principles uh, that was created by Ron Mays in 1994 and others from UC of Northern Carolina. And it's guiding principles to solve society's problems um, for specifically for designers and they have other concepts such as lifetime homes uh, co um, referred to Roundtree Foundation in the UK started in the 1980s actually and expanded to other concepts such as grow homes and these are all these ideas that all the sectors such as housing sectors public buildings commercial buildings, wayfinding, uh, street environment, transportation, they're all part and package of, of the um, um, sectors that we are interested in with regard to social enterprise or entrepreneurship. So thank you guys for listening. This is the first podcast where I try to combine my the interest on architecture education, the employability factor, and how we could help ourselves in developing uh, design to solve society's problems and that's the, what we are about uh, when we are um, architecture students and graduates and 
Um, thank you for listening in. We hope that we can continue the discussion in Clubhouse and the podcast is to help us understand about this current topic. Thank you very much.